Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Welcome back to Nightlock Podcast, which is the highest rated Hunger Games podcast on iTunes, where we cover anything and everything related to the games, featuring news stories, chapter analysis of the books, fan fictions, related music, and other fun segments. I'm Kira. I'm Mariah. And I'm Matt. So today we are starting Catching Fire in our chapter analysis segment. Finally. And so, um, <laughs> which is through the eyes of Katniss Everdeen. And the big news story, of course, is Gary Russ not returning to direct Catching Fire. Um, so we'll, we'll be discussing this in detail in our new segment, Pen and Post. As well, we will have our usual segments, and instead of starting off with Mock and Mail, your listener feedback, we'll be reading and commenting on that at the end of the show, just to give it, just to get into the show e- or easier, like Smoother. earlier throughout yeah. the time. Because we tend to go over an hour, so. Well, I think this time we will hit an hour, I think. Oh, well. All right. All right, well, jumping right into things with Pan and Post. Um, As you know, we don't cover every news story in the franchise, or we'd be drowning on for hours. So read all the... (laughs) What? (laughs) Droning out. Droning? That's what I thought. (laughs) Drowning. Right after I said that, I was like, I'm waiting for them to crack me. At first, I thought you were like, drowning in news, but then you were like, drowning on. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So to read all this recent news that I can't talk about, check out HungerGamesMovie.org and HGirlOnFire.com. So, I think a huge news story we need to discuss. <laughs> Did I just stutter? Discuss. <laughs> 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 really picking on you today. It's just a Lawrence. Francis Lawrence. Way to kick it off, Kira. Way to kick it off. Francis Lawrence. Say it with Francis Lawrence. Yay. Who directed I Am Legend and Water for Elements has been selected by Lionsgate to direct Catching Fire. So, this is big news, and kind of shocking. I mean, we did talk about this last episode a little bit. Yeah. Um, but they hadn't um, chosen a director, for sure. Um, I so, thought Gary Ross did a good job, so I don't know why. Yeah, I'm kind of confused. Yeah. I still... I, uh, I tried Gary reading Ross, a couple articles. I don't know. I mean, they... Hungry Games movie asked why. Like, yeah. And they just had this whole big, long speech that Gary Ross said. Mm-hmm. They said it was a pleasure working for Lionsgate, but just won't... He didn't say why, he just said he wasn't returning. I wonder if there's another movie that he wants to work on, but it's like, what's going to be bigger than Catching Fire that we don't know about already? Yeah. Or, personally, he just can't handle the fan, like, Maybe. impressing the fans. Yep. Like, he but I feel like he really did anymore. a great job with the first one. It would have been nice to have a constant director for all, possibly four films. I just hope yeah. now that they have a director, like, at least the style of the movie is going to be somewhat similar. Because I know each director has their own style, yeah. but I don't want it to be, like, completely different camera angles. Am, and, yeah. Like, disjointed. I don't want isn't that. Isn't I Am Legend an action movie? Yes. yes. So it's like you have the action movie here, and then you have the romance movie there. Right. So and Water like, for Elephants was a book, too, so that's right. good. Right. And I wanted to bring that up, that both of, these, both of these both of these movies were based on books. Oh, okay. Oh. So, um, which I have down here. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think, yeah, that is good, because I 
didn't you read Water for Elephants? Did you read that, Mariah? I did, yeah. You did. How did, did you see the movie? No, I did not. No, okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I was gonna, movies. I was gonna ask you how well, they movies. adapted it, but. Was, you Matt, you didn't read the movie. Matt, book. you no. loved the movie. I loved the movie. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, the movie was eh. He's like, but I loved it. No, I was, when I went to go see it with Kira and Diana, <laughs> I almost started crying during the movie. Anyway. I like yeah. the book. Okay, I won't talk about that. <laughs> Alright, this is the Hunger Games podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so some other names that were thrown out there. Um, help me pronounce these guys because you know I'm not good at this. Alfonso Cuaron. Cool. Is that? Yeah. yeah. I'd say that's solid. He directed um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. That was the third one. And um, David Cronenberg. 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 Um, it looks like he directed. I don't recognize any of the titles, but I'm not a movie. And they're all from the. Oh. Person. 2007 was this yeah. recent one, Eastern Promises. Well, not necessarily. Well, like well these are the best known. We're looking at IMDb a dangerous, right now. Oh, um, a dangerous method. Method. Yeah, I don't know that. So. Yeah, but and like all these movies seem to be very action, violent. Um, I'm guessing R-rated just by the um pro- promotion posters and everything. Um, so I feel like he wouldn't have been good because he would have had it too um violent, violent in Could the game. Yeah, which we can't do, right? Um, and the next one that they um, were looking at was Thomas Alfredson. 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 Thomas Alfredson. Alfredson. And um, he did Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is like a new one that I actually know of. I didn't see it, but. Yep. <laughs> and. A lot of foreign ones. He's done uh, 21 films, so, you know, a good amount. Um, yeah. Some short films in there, too. Um, yeah, as Matt's had a lot of foreign films, so it might have had a different perspective than Gary Ross. And the last one they were kind of looking at was Duncan Jones, and he's Pretty young. Yeah, really young. He only has directed three movies, which I feel like just on that alone, not enough experience to take on such a huge franchise. But he did Source Code. But he did Source Code, which (laughs) seems to be, like, a, uh, action film. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Sorry. I looked at August 15, 2000, and I thought, wow, he's pretty young. <laughs> and I realized... His daughter was <laughs> born <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... Going back to the um, outline, Matthew. <laughs> um, so Lionsgate like, eventually narrowed it down to either Lawrence or uh, Moneyball director um, Bennett Miller. So, But eventually they did choose Lawrence. Bennett? Bennett. Bennett? What? <laughs> I don't know. Kira. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, do we think this was a good move of them choosing this director? I mean, Gary Ross out of the picture. I think we should watch Iron Legend and Water for Elephants. Yeah. I've I seen both of those, do. yeah. <laughs> so, ahead well, of the game here. Sorry. Yeah, I've seen one of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know, I just hope that it's not, it doesn't seem too, um, disjointed, like I said yeah. before. Like, too, like, It's gotta be consistent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. From the first one. Um, so throwing some facts out here um, about the Hunger Games film here. Uh, Hunger Games film is now the 19th highest grossing film of all time domestically. Um, so it's really getting up there, and I feel like this is bigger than most people thought it was going to be. I think most of us predicted that it was going to be pretty big. Yeah, but I think it's managed to, um, I don't know, I feel like it doesn't have that hype that, I don't know, yeah. the Twilight series had. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so crazy, like, Screaming Girls. I just don't yeah. feel like Hunger Games has had that, and I, and I like it. You like it, yeah. I yes. feel like Fuck those fans are so, they like pass out and that, yes. that type fans, but we're more like, yeah, level-headed, you know, like the books, yeah. let's go see like, the movies. Like, this is the classy fandom. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> the classy fandom. Yeah. 
so every day since its opening on March 23rd, the Hunger Games has been the top earner at the domestic box what? office. Um, so this 28-day streak is the longest since the six cents hit Peter's in, in August of 1999, <laughs> oh. people. 13 Whoa. years ago. Whoa. Okay, you're breaking the mic now. You're this being said, though, I mean, I don't want to knock the Hunger Games or anything like that, but you also have to look at the other movies that are in theaters. Cause if, that is true. If you're not competing yeah. against much, then it's really easy to get first like, place. <laughs> right now, what's like what's out right now? The cabins, something? The, I don't even know. The kids yeah. in the woods, something yep. like scary. And, and like, like the Lorax. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, there's not a lot of competition, especially so. for like action, which I think was a good... Um, choice on Lionsgate's part of releasing it in March. At first, I was like, "Why March? There's nothing in March." But like, yeah. I thought it was a good decision. Yeah, cool. Um, so the Hunger Games hit a monumental milestone of working in over half a billion dollars go- globally. So this is 357 million of that 500 million was from the United States alone. So where do we see the problem with this? No international. Yeah, I mean it's so big in the United States, but. Other places, we have more than, we have almost 80%, right? Am I doing that right? Yeah, probably. We have almost 80% of all the, the income. The income. Yeah, so it's like, it's it's like 80% is the United States and then 20% in the rest of the world, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're not, you know, I've listened to other podcasts. Well, we're big movie people anyway. Yeah, but still, like Harry Potter or Twilight, I think Twilight is, yeah, Twilight yeah that's all over the well place. internationally. It's and also because we have, it's like, a, she's an American author. Yeah, but, but... The reason why Harry Potter did so well internationally is because she's from England. I think maybe... What? How does that make any sense? Well, because so it's, it's like, it's, it, the books probably came out in the UK before they came here. Yes. So correct. they got more popular there. Uh-huh. And therefore, because it's its geographical location, the UK can I spread see. throughout Europe. So, and more easier than it can throughout the United States. Because if J.K., oh, not J.K., Suzanne Collins mm-hmm. published her book in the United States... It takes a while for all those books to get shipped down to Europe. Up yeah. to Europe. So it's like, it takes a while. It doesn't take, like, four years, though. It no, came but out what, I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's more popular here because yeah. we have easy access to it. But still, like, the marketing in the U.S., it's all over the place. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. put as much money into it as other places, but they did more social networking. Yeah. So it was more of like, all right, if you've read the book, we want you to see the movie. They were targeting that audience more than just everyone. Yeah, it probably was like the people didn't read the book over in other yeah. countries. But, I mean, it has been published. It's obviously but, like, been published. But, like, worldwide, though, countries. like, um, I know people in Britain were saying that, or the U.K., I guess, we're saying that it, there's no posters, there's no hype. You, you say Hunger Games, people don't know what you're talking about. Like, it's uh, just not, it's, it's not popular. something, it's yeah. not popular. Like, I feel like it's, it's not that it's not popular. It's like they didn't even focus on the rest of the world to market that they were just like, oh, it's popular in Hunger Games. Let's, sorry, it's popular in the United States. Yeah. Let's just focus on marketing to them. Maybe it's like a cultural thing. I don't know. Yeah. Like, but I would have liked to see Lionsgate expand more and like, you know, because this could be huge. It's huge in the U.S., but let's make it mm-hmm. huge worldwide, you know? Yeah. So they could have done that better, but maybe they're waiting for Catching Fire to start that, but... So, did you see this, Ryan? The no, SNL I wish thing? I, I'm actually going to go home and watch it. It's actually so That's funny. okay, because we're going to watch it right now. Yes! Actually. I saw yes! it at 2 a.m. It's hysterical. So, I love SNL. SNL had a good spoof on uh, the Hunger Games on April 7th show. Um, the host, Sofia Vergara. Vergara. Yeah. Uh, played a version of Effie while trying to interview tributes um, while they're in the games, um, not understanding why... They're, They're not, not as happy, happy as she is. is. It's, it's actually hilarious. the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm yeah. really excited. I, I was actually really skeptical about it. I'm like, oh, God, they're going to make fun of the Hunger Games. No, Which they kind of awesome. did. But, like, 
They did it well. It's a no, it's, it's like a parody. So I read, oh, yeah. what is it? Hunger Games movie said that, like, this skit put, like, the fans in place, the people who hate the Hunger Games put them in place. Right, I'm so. a Hunger Games hater. That's why I'm just, I'm so excited. We now return to our coverage of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. Back to the 74th Hunger Games, we'll see this Caesar Flickerman here with Claudius Templesmith. Hi. In the first day of competition, already ten tributes have lost their young lives. That's sad. Now, for a closer look at the carnage on the field, we turn to the newest member of our team, Miss Maria Gutierrez. Maria. Hi, you guys. Maria, tell us what it's like down there on the field. It is a total blast. They should call it the Funger Games because everyone is having so much fun. Yeah. Maria, have you got to speak to any of the competitors? Not yet, but I think that I see someone over there. Hi! <laughs> don't be shy. Come out from behind that bush. Let the people see you. So tell me, what's been the most surprising thing about the Hunger Games? Well, that's a good question. You know what's been funny? I haven't been that hungry. <laughs> well, you know what that means. Wait for it. <laughs> Boom! Hunger Games! <laughs> Back to you guys. Thank you, Maria. Please keep us posted. And as a reminder, the Hunger Games is brought to you by Tylenol. Got a spear in your head? Tylenol. <laughs> hey, you guys. I found another one. Look what this crazy kid did. He's pretending to be moss. Oh. And it looks like he's got a huge cut in his leg. It's really bad. Ah, it hurts. I don't want to die. Well, you're in luck, because it looks like you got a kiss from a sponsor. Oh, oh, God. Is it medicine for my leg? Let's see. Oh, even better. It's uncrustables. From the good people at Smokers. All the fun of peanut butter and jelly without the crust. <laughs> I he died. <laughs> Hunger Games! Yeah! Thank you, Maria. Twelve tributes now, brutally killed in just a few hours. <laughs> you guys, look at this. It's the woman of the hour, Katniss. Katniss, I love when you came out of that chariot, you were surrounded by the flames, but then you ruffled the dress and also flames. You need to shut your mouth. Hi, oh, Katniss. Does Peter know that you have a boyfriend back home? Ooh. Right, here, these berries are good. Try these. <laughs> She's so sweet. She gave me berries. Very sour, but they're good. Okay, I'm dying now. <laughs> I'm still hungry. Hungry for more Hunger Games! Thank you, Maria. Coming up next, stay tuned for the Hunger Games Puppy Bowl. Let's mark for here at the Hunger Games. We'll be right back with more Hunger Games. All right, so that I thought it was hilarious. Really, really funny. Congratulations. That was really fun. Hungry for the Hunger Games. <laughs> the Hunger Games. Okay. Um, so, that wraps up our pen and post for today. Mm-hmm. So, we move on to our next Through segment. Through the eyes of Katniss Everdeen. And this is our main segment, which we analyze the books by chapters. So, we have finished the first book. 
Okay, we obviously know it's the Hunger Games scary. You don't need to write that. <laughs> no, so now we're moving on to phase two of Nightlock Podcast, which is analyzing Catching Fire. In the introduction. This is going to be Mariah's first chapter analyzation. Woo! So just bear with her. She's. I know. I think yeah, she's, no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm learning. She's she's going to do very well. I mean, you guys all know how bad my first chapter was. So. <laughs> going back. Oh my god, going back almost like ten months. Ago. July. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> It was a big, it is a big responsibility. Anyways, okay. Chapter one. Actually, no, before that. Um, <laughs> okay, so the book begins with part one, and it's divided into like three parts or something. I don't yeah. know. We'll and it was it. published September 2009. Just throw that out there. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then so part one is called The Spark. So Catching Fire, The Spark. Makes sense. Okay. Um, so the chapter starts with um, Katniss in the woods, and she's basically describing how cold she is and she doesn't want to move and to be honest i thought she was almost like reflecting back like she was in the hunger games and Mm -hmm. um so but she's saying that she's actually anticipating the arrival of her prep team um because the victory tour will start at noon that day so um then the reader finds out that gail can't hunt anymore um because he has to work in the coal mines. <laughs> Why is that funny? Why is that no, funny? No, it's not. It's just me talking so much is really funny. Okay, <laughs> anyways. Um, so he can't work in the coal mines. That's really sad. Um, <laughs> that was you, not me. Yeah, that was the chair. Okay. Um, <laughs> the mines are described as unpleasant, claustrophobic, and suffocating. Um, boo No, like, I'm actually sad. Katniss expresses her guilt um, that she feels because of all her money. Um, especially that Gail has to work in the mines to survive. So um, I just thought this was kind of a double-edged sword because Katniss mm. has to wow. sympathize for others um, because they don't have enough money or all the money that she has, but people sympathize for her because she's been through so much. Now, Gail isn't allowed... Now, is Gail allowed to take her money if, if yes. she wants to? Yeah. yeah. So her he, money. he could... It's her yeah, money. Yeah, I know, but does the Capitol want her, like, giving payouts to, like, they, all the they don't people? Know. It's her money. Well, to be... I don't know. I, don't I feel like she has so she has so much but money, But no, she's right? given yeah. him money before. So why doesn't she just give a lot? She like, should, like, community. start a charity or yeah, something. Like, yeah, like, to give <laughs> I mean, like, all the people in the seam or something. Like, it, she probably is not allowed to do that, right? Yeah, well, it also, in the... We'll get to that. Okay. Because there's, right. there's a bit of it later. Anyways, well, <laughs> Um, and then also, I think it's that, um, so, in Katniss's, or Suzanne Collins, I don't know, whatever you want to go with, um, in the description of the mine, they're saying, oh, it's so terrible, and I just thought it was ironic how, um, Gail dies on the inside, and, like, emotionally, he's kind of dying because he can't be in the wild, but, because, like, in order to help his family survive, and, like, manage to pay for all of his family, he has to die. So, like, for them to yeah. live, he has to die. Oh, So, is sad. that... Okay, that's sad. <laughs> um, oh. And then... <laughs> what? This whole book is sad. Let's just go. <laughs> like, no, like, this first chapter is really depressing. It is Especially depressing. the part about Gail. Yeah, and I'm surprised like, she'd start a book out so depressing. Like, yeah. I know it has to be, but, like, you'd mm-hmm. think it'd be a little Because she started at the Hunger Games. Yeah, my dad's dead, and uh, we have kids know, kill each other. You want to be gripped. You don't want to be... Oh, this is too depressing. things definitely don't get better, even though she's one. It does not get better. Nothing gets better. Um, and then I felt like this, the dying to help others live was also, um, a connection to the Hunger Games in general, how people go in, um, to die just to set an example for the other people of 
the capital. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, so Gail only hunts on Sunday, we find out, and uh, Katniss says, it's still the best day of the week. And um, this, I feel like, I mean, so far in the chapter, she's only talked about Gail, and I feel like mm-hmm. this is very annoying for me. Yeah, because remember where she left off with Peta. It's just like I, um, we just have to forget. But One I don't want to forget. But I don't want to forget. Yeah. So it's like she hasn't talked to him since then. Mm-hmm. And well, yeah, she has, but right? Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Now this no, is months they, later. Yeah, yeah it was they, like months but later. But they still don't talk to you. I remember, like they go, the only the first time she actually talks to him is when they're in Hamish's house together. No, that's not the yeah, first time. Yeah, but they've seen each other. It's just not like they haven't had an emotional conversation. Just like, hi, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, give me some bread. Really All right. formal. Those cookies, those tiger lily cookies. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so that's what I'm left feeling after reading this. Um, Katniss and Gail's relationship is not the same though, even though she keeps talking about him. Um. And she says, even the games changed that. Uh, then Katniss, Katniss commends Peta on his... Oh, no, I wrote Peta, I meant Gail. <laughs> he just wanted to see Peta so bad. I, yeah. just, I thought of that. I'm just Ooh, like, wait yeah. a second. Like, like, Peta can't snares. do snares. Um, okay. Katniss commends Gail on his snare skills and also reminds Reader of her archery skills. So I feel like basically the first chapter, I feel like this applies to almost every book that's a sequel or um, part of a series that you basically just have to review. Yeah. Like, and so, I don't know, first chapters are kind of annoying to me. It's like, okay, like, I yeah. know she's awesome at archery. I know she's, you know, gone through the Hunger Games. So, and then that made me think, like, I wonder if people actually started from the second book. Because when I read the Harry Potter series, mm-hmm. I started from the third book. I And I still haven't read the first Did two. you... See the first two movies, yes. and then we're like, all right, I'll just move on to the third one. I saw the first five movies, and oh. I was like, I'll start at the third. I don't know. <laughs> it was, it, it's weird. Yeah. The third one was actually the best book, though. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. I understand that, like, for people that went and saw the movie, now they're like, all right, I want to see where else this goes. So then they started catching fire. Yeah. Like, I think if they're not that big fans, they're not going to – they have to be reminded of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think I feel like that's kind of a shame, because I always thought The Hunger Games is, like, one of the best books of the trilogy. I mean, they're all yeah. kind of equal, but yeah, the they're missing out. Is definitely. Oh, if I you're think... one of those people who just saw the movie, go back read the book. Oh, yes. we forgot to mention this. Um, being that we're starting Catching Fire now, we are still oh. talking about. We are still going to talk about a few things in Mockingjay because yeah. at this point, we feel that you guys have read the entire series. Yes. So because the mo- whole series most is of open you. for discussion. Yes. All so spoilers. We're not going to warn. We're not going to talk. We're not going to like hide a few things. Maybe a few key points in no, the book. Nothing, no. Nothing. Oh, we're going all out. Yep. All right. All right. Yep. All so, out. Uh, any relations that we have to Mockingjay from Catching Fire, we will just say them. Yeah, so. like, oh, this foreshadows something in Mockingjay or whatever, so. Yeah, so. Cool. Um, alright. Sorry to. No, 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 that's fine. Stay your thunder. Um, <laughs> do people even do that? <laughs> 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 alright, um, and then so as she's walking out of the woods, um, after hitting each snare that Gail set and collecting everything, um, she goes back to the fence, and she notices it's not electrified. And, I mean, when she hunted in the beginning of the Hunger Games, this wasn't a, really a big deal. Like, she didn't... I don't think it ever was, like, yeah. when, when she went up to it. Yeah, yeah. In the reader's perspective, right. it never came So, close, I so. just felt like the emphasis on this now might be a little bit of foreshadowing. I mean, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Um, uh, and then, so then she finally uh, gets to her old house, and she sees that... She's just, like, more reflecting that. Because um, now she lives in the Victor's Village. Yes. Yeah. So. so Prim and Katniss live in the Victor's Village. 
And um and then Prem and Cadis's mother too. Yes, that's what I meant. Okay. Everyone lives there. Okay, except <laughs> actually no one lives there, but <laughs> Prim the Katniss family. The Everdeen family, that's what I meant. <laughs> the Everdeen Guys, family. Oh my god. And the Malark family and the Hamage person. Uh, <laughs> I should add to your biography that you're like spacey all the time. I'm not don't spacey, know I'm just a little nervous. Um Check okay. out Mariah's bio on our website. Because I'm an official co-host now. Yeah. Okay. Um, But anyways, one of the things uh, that Katniss is thinking that if um, if she dropped dead, then Katniss's mother and um, Prim would have to move back to their old house. And I thought that was kind of sad. Like they don't get to like stay there. They get. Yeah. But I think it's another way that's like the capital is so cruel. Like how many how many Victor's houses are there? Yeah. There's twelve. Yeah. I I thought so, but I didn't want to say. Yeah. yeah. How many? There's twelve, Kira. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's crowded or anything. But all right. Um. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He hit the Um, mic. I'm just a little mad. All right, and then so. As uh, Katniss is in her new home, she has to change her clothes into these new clothes about uh, that are like boots that make her feet hurt, and a jacket that's too tight, and a out of her hunting yeah, out of her gear into her fashion stuff. Yeah, so it just makes you think that it's still all about images and how you're perceived. Um, so, and then she says, "I mourn my old life here." Um, and then I saw, ow, um, I felt like this was. Again, you get to see the effects of the Hunger Games. Because, I mean, like, that's really what it is. Um, after the Hunger Games ended, Su- Suzanne Collins couldn't just let it, like, her life go back, like, Katniss's life go back to normal. It, mm-hmm. like, it's all it never about, could, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, about how it changed. So, that's what... And then I thought about, like, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Which is, a lot of times, soldiers see that after battle. So, I just felt like that's what Katniss is going through. Um, and then she runs into Buttercup again, which I have to say is, like, one of my favorite characters. <laughs> you always I'll cook you. I, I kind of love her. Why don't you um, in the movie? I'll still cook you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's Buttercup. But what one? Buttercat. <laughs> Buttercup. <laughs> is Buttercup a cat? I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, boy what are you saying? I don't know. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. Is it a boy or a girl? I always I assumed know. it was a male, but I'm not sure. Okay. But I remember when we were talking about what you're most looking forward to, you're like, Buttercup. I'm like, really? Out of everything? Like, you're like, wow. And that's totally in the movie. Okay, so, <laughs> Buttercup dislikes the new house as almost as much as I do, um, which is one of the things Katniss thinks. And, um... <laughs> one connection to the cat. <laughs> what do you mean, one connection? A constant connection. I guess. Katniss is I always connected. I just love this cat. To Buttercup. She, no, she always, she hated the cat. I know, but she so liked the cat. I'm, I mean, like, I hate to be all, like, looking into the smallest details, but, like... That's what we're here for. I feel like, like, Katniss is kind of, like, defensive, like, the cat yeah. is, like, Buttercup is always like, Meow, and, like, yes. Katniss, I feel like... A little like, ugly, you know? Yeah, a little, you know, <laughs> not always so pretty, not always kind of hairy, I don't know, you know what I mean, <laughs> like... What are you saying? I you know what I'm saying. I have a good point. This is a good point. I don't know where how you're interpreting all this. You're doing fine over here. Yeah, you're usually not. Yeah, I'm usually in your shoes. I don't want to insult you. In your boots. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) And then so we meet a couple new characters, and the first one we meet is Hazel, which is Gail's mother, who wasn't in the first book, right? No. All right. So we are introduced to her, and um, Katniss is giving her all the things that she connected or collected from the snares. But it, it's her, it's Gail's fair share or whatever. Like, yes. it worked out a deal. Yeah. And then, um, 
And then basically you get the sense that Katniss has a really strong respect for her um, because of all the hard work and determination because Hazel's husband also died in the mine. The same one. Yeah, that Katniss's uh, father died in. So, But instead of um, Hazel kind of going into a deep depression like uh, Katniss's mother. Does Katniss's mother have a name? I was just going to say that. I don't think we ever found out. Yeah, so, well, instead sure, of um, Mama Everdeen yeah. um, going, went into like a deep depression. Mention it when um when her best friend gets reaped. Like, oh okay. right! Oh yeah, yeah, it was mad. No, just kidding. Okay. Uh, it was Madge's. No, Madge's. No, it, was it the it's one that Hamish was in? The the quarter crawl that or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Katniss's mother's best friend gets reaped. Yeah. Um. So basically, yeah. Uh, Katniss respects uh Hazel because she didn't give up because she had a bunch of kids to take care of, even though her husband died. I, do you feel like Katniss kind of was envious of Gale because he had this support system, like, yeah, that Katniss never had? I mean, they had, Kat, or sorry, Gale has more, like, kids to look after, because mm-hmm. he has three younger brothers yeah. and a sister. Um, so, I guess, like, it makes sense that, you know, his mom had to help out, otherwise they would have all died of starvation and whatnot, but yeah. do you think Katniss kind of envies him? Um, I feel like she does, but again, it's like kind of the double-edged sword because Gail has got a whole family to take care of, yeah. but then he's got a really strong mother, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know, Katniss only has Prim, but... And, like, she she didn't want to talk to Prim about, like, stuff that was, like, a burden to her, because she yeah. didn't want Prim to feel like she had to take on that responsibility. Yeah. So, well, whatever. All right. Um, and then a quote is, Gail means to, but he's only got a son... Oh, this is Hazel's. Mm-hmm. Um, Hazel saying this to Katniss, and she says, "Gail means to, but it's only got his Sundays, and I think he likes saving those for you." Ah, but still, again, really, Suzanne Collins, you're building up the relationship between Katniss and Gail. Really, girl, come, come on, come on, All right. come on. All right, then Katniss lets readers know that um, how he announced his un oh when Peta announced his undying love. What am I saying here? Katniss lets the reader know about how he announced how Peta announced, announced undying love, and then because of that, oh, because of the undying love angle, Gail had to become Katniss's cousin. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about screwing up like that. We do it all the time. I know <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, and then so Katniss. Oh. Was- just kind of thinks about Gail's point of view and the mm-hmm. pain he felt. And we kind of got that during the movie when, during the first oh. kiss or whatever, oh. Oh, they God. went to Gail. That was awful. Ruin the moment. Ruin. Yes. Come on, Ross. Yes. Yes. Glad right. you're gone. And then, so then so Katniss. Remember, sorry. I'm, go. No, please. Interrupt. Please don't. No, I don't want to interrupt. No. You go ahead. Go Are you sure? Do yeah, you this, is your, this is your spotlight. Do you have something this to is say? You, no. It's it, irrelevant. It's, is it even about the chapter? No. games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Just like, this is your spotlight. It's your All right, shining just, just keep a little note tab in your head. Note tab. Okay. <laughs> um, so then Katniss trots to the hob, and she... <laughs> um, don't make fun of her. And then she... Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And then... <laughs> Um, she was just reflecting about how Gail said that the Hob raised a bunch of money for her, um, to, to try and buy a parachute for her in the Hunger Games. Yeah, I remember reading this. What do you think they got her? I don't know if that ever went through. Yeah. Because she was saying it was so, the prices were so exorbitant Mm -hmm. that, you know, they probably didn't even afford it. I wonder, though, if, like, because 
as the games progress, it gets more it's expensive to send sponsor gifts. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, like, the second day or so when she, like, didn't have any water and, like, she was, like, trying to find water and then it was third day. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they were saving up for water because water wouldn't be as much as other things. Yeah. And if it was at the beginning, they probably could afford it. Like, and then do they get to choose what they... Yes. I think so. I think or is it like they give it to Haymitch and then Haymitch decides? Cause well, yeah, because like, Haymitch does decide what goes through. Because yeah. it's like, what if you, like, say, like, in the beginning of the game, she really needs water, but then she finds water. So then it's like, why would you send water if she doesn't need it anymore? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, the gift has expired. Or maybe it's like, <laughs> hey, if Haymitch regulates it, they give him the money, say, we want to buy Katniss water. Haymitch say, give her time, let her find it herself. Yeah. And at the time, he's sending her clues. I wonder if that's what they did, that they ended up pooling the money together, they gave it to Hamish, and he said no. Yeah. I wonder if that's what happened. Or they could have used the money to send Katniss a clue onto where to find water. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Did they send her a clue? No. No, she was more, like, thinking. No, she she found it herself. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, mud, I love mud. She's like, mud. (laughs) And then, in the movie, they completely destroyed that. So, anyways, (laughs) um, after... Uh, she hears about the hob raising all this money for it. She feels that, again, she feels that guilt where she has to kind of buy something from every stall to make up for uh-huh. what they paid for. So. And it goes back to, like, the theme that she she didn't realize until she was, like, right in the games that a lot of people probably were just buying stuff from her in the hob because mm-hmm. she was her father's daughter. Yeah. But that's the reason. So it all kind of ties back to <clears throat> feeling that guilt and, like, that she isn't worth as much as she thought she was. Yeah, and I feel like at the same time, even if she did try and um, give her money to different people, I don't think people would take it. I mean, yeah. maybe someone who's really desperate for it, but someone, like, I don't know if I'd take it because I was like, you risked your life against 23 other people, so yeah. I don't know. But it wasn't her choice, so it's like, all right, I have this. You're yeah. dying. Let me help you. Yeah, I guess. Um. Alright, so Katniss buys white liquor for Hamish, and this is the first time we hear about people who were actually involved in the Hunger Games. Um, so, and then she was saying how Hamish went through a withdrawal of white liquor, mm-hmm. and um, because of that, he was screaming, and he, like, basically went through a really severe withdrawal. So, for that, did he decide he wanted to? Did he make it that up? What? Did it pick it up? Oh, my. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was Kira's chair. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's my chair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Awesome. So, um, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, hey, Mitch. Did he decide that he didn't... <laughs> did he decide that he didn't want to drink anymore, or did he just run out? Like, he ran out. He ran out. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that. And I, gar- and I guarantee Peter did not get him anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, she was saying it was so scary, and he scared Prim. So, I mean, this is just, again, life after Hunger Games, post-Hunger yeah. Games. Um, so then we meet another character, Cray, a head peacekeeper, and, um, of course, he, like, he's talking about the liquor that Katniss is buying, and then um, we also meet Darius, who is a peacekeeper. And um, he, Darius is kind of made out to be in, innocent and, like, boyish. So um, I think there's some significance because significance because we weren't really introduced to peacekeepers or mm-hmm. lawmakers or anything like They're that. They're just people in white. Yeah. I know. They. I mean, did they even say that in the first book, that they were in white? I think they were because, right? I always picture them really in, like, did. bulletproof black ar- armor. Really? No, they were in white. I'm pretty sure they were in white, yeah. Oops. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so 
Oh, we already went over this, that Gail had to be changed to um, her Katniss's cousin just for... Um, which is not English. actually true, just clarify yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> but everyone, um, Greasy Say, was just like, how's your cousin? And then it's like, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Every, everyone pretty much knows and, like, the scene and Yeah. Um, so then she goes uh, and actually talks about the Victor Village, Victor's Village for the first time, which has 12 houses, each large enough to... Um, He's large enough to hold ten of the one I was raised in, which I is Katniss, not me. Um, (laughs) I am (laughs) Katniss. And then um, as she's looking at all the houses, when she actually gets in the plaza, that's what I'm picturing, the little plaza. Of the the Victor's Village. That's what I pictured. So So she's just uh, commenting that Hamish's home is very neglected. It looks darker than all the others. And then when she actually enters it, it smells like burned meat, vomit, and Vomit and cabbage. I combine those two words. (laughs) Yeah, something else that was interesting, that when she walks in, um, she remarks that Hamish never let, or maybe he did before, but he doesn't let um, people come in to, like, clean and everything. Oh, right, yeah. And I thought that was kind of important, because, like, he's not, um, like, he doesn't want the help from the Capitol, and, like, he Mm -hmm. doesn't, he wants to be as, like, I guess... Um, isolated from them as possible. He doesn't yeah. want to be associated with them. Yeah. And I think it probably it probably makes the Capitol angry that he doesn't want them yeah. ha- their help and that he's, like, okay with being dirty. So. Yeah, and that he's not perfect. Um, so then Katniss wakes him, uh, and he, she has to wake him with water, and he the way he wakes up is he just kind of jumps out and has a knife. Which happens her. every time he wakes Apparently, up. Apparently. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, that knife. Yep, so just, he throws a knife. Yeah. He doesn't throw it, but I he, like, wields it. That could it. be <laughs> from the nightmares of his games. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also, like, Simple. shows how, like, how Katniss is, you know, it's been a couple months now that she's been out of the games, and Hamish, it's been years, and they still have the same effects and same, like, um, you know, uh, experience that they're still not over it. Mm-hmm. All right, so then, after the scare with the knife, PETA finally enters. It took him forever to get into this book. She didn't even talk about him before. I know. I I was like, where are you, PETA? Come on. on." I guess that's right, because Katniss is just trying to keep him. What is it, like, hide and seek? (laughs) Where are you, PETA? Marco Polo. (laughs) (laughs) Marco. Polo. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not know that game? I know that game. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so PETA finally enters, and Katniss says, just the sound of his voice twists my stomach into a knot of unpleasant emotions like guilt, sadness, and fear. And longing. <gasps> Woo! Okay. <laughs> um, oh my god, you're so funny with your little side job. <laughs> That's really sad. I'm really sad, like, guys. That's it's like she really has a conversation <laughs> and then she, like, comments on it. Our friend's teacher does that. Oh, right. <laughs> Anyways, um, Peter is strong and healthy and you can barely notice his limp now. And Katniss. Which is not going to be in the movie, apparently, so. Which I feel like is. Yeah, I think that's fine. Dumb. Um, alright. And then I thought this was a funny quote where, um, <laughs> Katniss is just like, I hunt, he bakes, Hamish drinks. We're and a happy family. And that's just like the jobs they've assumed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the relationship between Katniss and Peta is extremely formal. Um, 
And Hamish says they have to warm up their performance before they go on camera. Because, again, right. there's supposed to be this undying love. No one knows what happened at Why is that the, funny? Happened at the... I don't know. It's like they got to warm up. Like, they're going to start training again or warm something. Warm it up. Okay. Um, right, Kira. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so... Did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I totally lost my train of thought. No, that's not what I wanted to say. Anyways, though... Katniss enters uh, her own house now, which is right next to Haymitch's. I think so. Somewhere. It's yeah. in the village. So. Yeah, somewhere. You know, no. It's in there. Yeah. Um, and then she notices her mother's very stiff tense, attitude, yeah. very tense. And um, and then her mother kind of grabs her arm, and Katniss can see that there's someone in their living room. I guess someone I think down it's the hallway, study or, or like yeah. an office, whatever office. they call it. Yeah, and or then. The desk. Um, and then her mom's like, how was your walk? And Katniss is thinking, like, well, I didn't take a walk, but yeah. then she's like, oh, Ooh. someone must be here. So she's, code. Like, she's like, oh, it was more like skating because it's so slippery out there. So I was like, oh, that clever one. Good thinking, you know? Um, but anyways, and then Katniss gets really fearful for herself and her mother because now there's people from the Capitol. And again, I felt like this was more, uh, never mind. I'm not going to say that. I just felt like, um, Again, like, the capital is out to get her now because they kind of foiled yeah. the plan. And I'm surprised she didn't... Did she bring up Prim in that? Because I feel like... No, she didn't. She did. I, that's weird. Yeah, because I wanted to, like, say something like her... I think maybe it was something like Prim wasn't in the house. Like, maybe she yeah. was... Yeah. For, like, the, in, yeah. for the right now in that moment. Yeah, she was scared. she was scared for her. It wasn't, like, her family. It was just her mother and herself. Now, I wonder, like, for the months that we missed of her getting back and her getting back in the swing of things of, like, mm-hmm. District 12, like... Her relationship with her mother has dramatically changed. So it's interesting that now she's fearful for her mom. Like I think she's always kind of like been scared for her mom, but not really connected. That's the good thing that came out of the games. Yeah. One positive. I mean, I mean, like that's all. That's all you need, though. To be honest, after watching something like this, you need like one sign of something good that's happened. I mean, yeah, because not even the money is good anymore. So. It's reassuring, uh, but... Yeah. I feel like even her relationship with PETA hasn't even gone good, because yeah. nothing good came out of the games except for this stronger bond with her mother. Yeah, and even the money. It's like, yeah, she has the money, but now she has to, like, worry about, like... Before, she didn't have to worry about the capital on her back. Mm-hmm. With, like, oh, she's got to look in love with PETA and everything. Yeah. It's like that classic, like, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Or in Canada, yeah. almost gone. Like, <laughs> yeah. she came back, but, like... All right, so... <laughs> don't laugh at me, Matt! <laughs> You're doing great. Finish up. What do you mean I was doing great? You are doing great. Okay. All right. So, anyways, uh, her mother leads her to the study where she smells the blood and roses. By the way, what does blood smell like? I I don't know. When you taste it, I mean, like, you know, like, if you bite your tongue or something, it's, like, kind of metallic-y. Like, Uh I definitely get the metallic. Yes. So, but I don't know what it smells like. We'll have to test that out. (laughs) On Matt. Yeah. (laughs) Next time I cut someone up and I'll tell you what it smells like. No, right. we're going to cut no, you like... open. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, and then this is the first, I feel like this is the first time we talk about President Snow and his rose obsession. I believe yeah. so, yeah. Well, she doesn't talk time. about it, she notices it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and in the movie, I think we see him with his rose and, and in his rose garden. Yeah. Right. So the movie Which does. Which I thought was really good scenes that they added. Yeah, I, liked it. I only like one his, of them. Like his speeches about hope. I, that was the only one I liked. And the other the, ones were like, eh. Well, the underdog one was good. That was the same yeah. one as the Hope one. That's oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Contain it. 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, and then she kind of ends the chapter with, I'm staring into the snake-like eyes of President Snow. Bow, dun, 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 bow, bow. Bow. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I guess this chapter, as a summary, was more of a review chapter for yeah. either people who haven't read it or people for the break in between the two books. Yeah, that was saying, keep in mind, like, these books Because it was a year. A year. Yeah. Full so September. Like, yep. Yeah. I remember when I got it, I walked straight into Borders, picked it up, went straight to the cash register, and walked out. Like, I did so quickly because I just wanted nice. to get home and read it. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Good job. It's over. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my God. That was, that was actually really good. <sighs> it was. Thank you for putting up with you. me. It was very good. No, you put up with us. So. Yay. Okay. All right. Take away, Matt, with your music segment. So we're moving on to Capital Opera, which is music segment where I select a song uh, by a fan or a known song, whatever, that relates to the book that we are discussing or the chapter this week. So I've selected Sigh No More by Mumford & Sons. And um, we're going to take a listen to this. But if you guys have any suggestions uh, for... I know some of you have suggested songs. I will get to those. I will You have them. listened to a good I've listened to yeah. them out. And um, they will be on the show as we further progress into the book. But now that I know we're covering Mockingjay stuff, too, I can just put these well, in Well, we're talking about Mockingjay. We're yeah. not going to do that, that uh, uh, book in our chapter analysis yet. I know, uh, but like we're still yeah. open to stuff. Yes. So um, just shoot us an email at nylockpodcast.gmail.com. I will listen to the song and I will let you know if it'll be on the show. So, here we go. So, listening to this song, the first two things that come to my mind in relation to the Hunger Games would be, um, maybe, like, we talked about in this chapter how Gail doesn't have a father, so maybe it's kind of like Gail's father talking to him, maybe? Would I didn't think like? of it that way, but... Well, because it's kind of, he says that stuff like, um, love will set you free, um, be more like the man you were made to be. Aww, it's kind of like that I kind of that. thing. It's yeah. an inspirational thing. Also, um, I see it as just PETA's internal song, like, with his own conscience. Yeah. Kind of how I was saying, like, <laughs> my I'm gonna die. Like, like, yeah. his, like it's on, his own conscience. His, like, mantra. That, saying that's yeah. like, 
his conscience is saying, I'm sorry for letting Katniss go or something like that. I was thinking and, of um, the quote that he had when they were on the roof together, like, if I'm going to die, I want to still be, be me. me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like how he wants to be himself and, like, be the man. What was the quote you said? Uh, be more like the man you were made to be. Right. So he was like, he doesn't want to change himself in the games. I was thinking more in Peta's perspective. Who that? So. Mm. Um, and also um, the line, um, love not pure. Is that what it was? Love is... I don't uh, know what I wrote. <laughs> love that will not betray dismay or enslavement. Like, I was looking at the top. My heart oh. was never pure. Yeah, yeah heart was never pure or something just, like that. I don't know. You do <laughs> an actual heart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, that was the cherry. Okay, I'm going to move. Um, yeah, but saying it's like not pure, like how the games, like the love was just fake and how it said love will not betray, but mm. for PETA, it did. Ooh, burn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very um, insightful. insightful. It's kind of just... So, I know you guys didn't listen to the whole song on the show, but um, I will post it under the website at Capital Opera. And so I'll give you more incentive to go on the website and uh, check Mariah's biography. Yay, I didn't really write it. And we we have some more affiliates on there, too. Check out. We'll mention at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, we're going to... Now we're doing Mocking Mail. Yes. Yes. This is our last segment. We have a book recommendations, most likely. Um, all right, so done. yeah, so mock and mail is where we read your listener feedback, such as tweets and emails, live on the show. So, um, who wants to start this? Matt, you wanna? All right, go since for we're it? all looking at me, I guess yeah. I'll go for it. All right, uh, this is from Caitlin. Caitlin. What? It's Caitlin, not Caitlin. Caitlin. I know Caitlin. Um, all right, here we go. Having lit. Having listened to the episode with the Barry debate, I have to bring something up. I don't even remember what that was, but okay. Oh, this is it the, this is the color of the Barry? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Black hero. Um, well, just read. Just in the novel, it is clearly stated that Katniss does not recognize the dark berries with red insides, yet does recognize the Nightlock. This shows that they are different berries. Different berries, in the, man! In the, different in the novel, the Nightlock <laughs> berries are only described as dark and shiny. The color is never stated. That's what I keep saying. And look, I got back up. Wait, wait backing wait, you up, man. Wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. What's the berries <laughs> that she's referring to? Wait, girl! Um, wait. Nightlock berries, in which we named our podcast. No, the after. one, no, I know that. The dark <laughs> berries with the red insides, which, are those the Who sugar cares? berries? No, that's, no, no, sugar that's berries what I'm aren't real. That's the point. She took regular berries right? and called Oh, okay. <laughs> this is real life now. No, no, no. It's what? in the games. Katniss does not recognize the dark berries. Of when? When? In the games. Inside I the say, arena. Okay, here's, I say that nightlock berries are black with red inside. Wait, wait, wait. That's not what I'm asking, though. The dark You're asking berries, what, what berry this is. When did that happen? Is that the one that fire... Uh, not firefox. <laughs> <laughs> Fox face eight? Yes. No. 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 Oh, Which one Nightlock. is she referring to okay. here? I don't get that. Caitlin is referring to Katniss in the games mm-hmm. picking berries. So Katniss is picking some of these berries that are dark with red insides. Uh, and then she's like, all right, these are good. And then she picks up. the cannon goes, right? This is no fox face in sight. No okay. fox face. Okay. <laughs> no fox face. Free fox face. <laughs> so she's picking up berries. So she picks up dark berries with red insides. Okay. She, she's looking at other berries. She sees Nightlock. That's another berry. Oh. And it, it was in the same paragraph. No, so she Matt, doesn't see it. She picks it up and she's about to eat and it. And she's then like, she thinks. And then she thinks of the quote her dad said, Nightlock, you'll eat be that dead and you'll be dead. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, so. And 
This shows that they are. Because I was going to say, if the Nightlock was the dark berries with the red inside, then you're both right. But it's not. But not really. So then, um, so keep reading that. She says, the first time I read the book, I saw Nightlock as red. However, every time since, having not seen the film, I saw the berries as being purple. You said black, so you keep changing your I said they're a dark color. What if they're maroon? Maroon can be dark and red. I say they're like a darkish black color. You can't... Uh, I'm, red, I'm just right? saying... No, because, like, red is usually poison's color, but we killed this subject, so... Um, I still stand by my... Love, love the, the podcast, podcast. Caitlin. Caitlin. Thank so, you. Thanks, thanks for sending us in, and thanks for backing me up. Keep sending stuff in and backing me up. <laughs> I have never <laughs> She doesn't say that they're red either. She says she thought they were red. You're man. Yeah. You're gonna lose. At, when, she read, <laughs> when she was reading the book, she pictured them red, just like me. All right. So, All right, so here we go. All right, so the next... Alright, I have to warn you here. The next email is our longest email ever, um, over three pages. So, obviously, we're not going to read all three pages um, as much. It was lots of insight and everything. We're just kind of, kind of like, pick through it. Um, so, should I read it? Or I'll read it. Yeah. Well, um, you don't, I've already read it, so why don't I read it? Because I know what to pick through. But you can't read. Well, we'll find yeah. out. <laughs> I'll learn. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm new to the podcast and have only heard about four or five episodes, but I'm enjoying it. I think your podcast does a good job at communicating what young adults thought of the books and what they got out of it. What makes the books good is it gets very young people to think about very adult subjects and get them to talk about it enthusiastically. I don't know if we talk about it enthusi- enthusiastically, but... I love death! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, politics, war, annihilation, death, immortality of those who hold power, and even some romance. All good stuff. Yeah, Yay. buddy. Um, so, as we can tell, I uh, cut out, I think, a part... Or no, it's coming up. Never mind. Um, all right. So, I watched the movie, but I did so without ever reading the books. I only vaguely heard of The Hunger Games and got the impression it was a story about pseudo-gladiatorial combat with kids. Yeah. <laughs> Something like the Japanese movie slash, I think you say manga? Manga. Is it manga or manga? I don't know. I, I'm not a... Diana would know yeah. manga. Um, Battle Royale, which we've talked about in the show. And, yeah. Um, a little bit. Um, we're going to have a movie night and watch it together eventually. Ooh. Yes. Um, well, not you guys, just the hosts. <laughs> Um, I didn't have any initial interest in watching the movie, but a friend wanted me to see the movie. Overall, I would say the movie was good. It wasn't great, but it was hardly bad. I didn't leave the theater feeling I was cheated out of my money or anything. The movie did a good enough job in explaining things that I didn't walk away scratching my head in confusion. After watching the movie, I read the books. She does a great job, meaning the author, introducing some very serious topics to an audience that typically does not think all that much about such things. Um, so let me pause there for a sec. Um, I... Pick this email, obviously, because it was lots of insight in the rest of it, too. But it has a different perspective than most people that write in, because um, Tom, which is the um, email guy. Um, author? <laughs> yeah, author of the email. Um, sent this in. Writer and, of books? No. Stop. <laughs> Stop you. Stop it. So he has, he's, um, he, it's funny, a lot of people that write in say, oh, I'm not your target audience, but. Uh, I don't know. What Who is our target audience? I know. Who is our target audience? Kids our age? I don't know. We just want anyone to listen yeah. to us. <laughs> um, so he was saying he was like, whatever, I guess an adult is what he meant by that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's interesting because um, we talked about, you know, does it make sense if you're not a fan? Does it appeal to people that aren't fans? Because we want to expand out of our Hunger Games fan base and into the rest of, you know, the world and whatnot. Um, so, um, 
then he talks about a little bit um, how Ross did a lot of cutting from the movie and to make the movie. And it's understandable and utterly unavoidable. However, there are scenes that are critically critical and easy to do in the film that should have shouldn't have been skipped over. I was doing so well. Um, so the first one. That's not your fault. Um, that's true. Um, so the, I'm not going to read the whole thing that he said, but um, we'll just talk about each scene a little bit, I guess. Um, the bread from District 11 is his number one pick. Um, do you guys thought? I mean, we we talked about this a little bit. Did you guys think? Did you guys? I know. I I was going to correct know, myself. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys think that this was a um a good scene to put in, or it sh- should have been left um, out? To be honest, as I was watching it, it didn't really like. I wasn't like, "Where's the bread?" Like, yeah. I don't know. It, so I know, anyway, it, I mean, it didn't really fit though. I feel like it was just kind of awkwardly in there. And I feel like you couldn't. I mean, the, they did the parachute thing twice, so mm-hmm. and that was only the essentials. So I mean, maybe Gary Ross was going for instead of Susan Collins having, I don't know, different essentials. He was just trying to go for essentials being the butter for her leg and the yeah, I mean, not butter. The <laughs> I was gonna say what the thing for her leg that oh <laughs> solve yeah. Um, yeah the ointment. Yeah. yeah, and then the soup. Yeah, I mean, he, um, Tom talks about a little bit how the scene would have been shorter than the District 11 riot, and it would have been more important to include this scene from the book because it shows the first time a district not only supporting a tribute other than their own, but also the beginning of the end of the district's isolation from each other, mm-hmm. which I thought was important because yeah. they've had 74 years of just everyone isolated and the capital's ruling, and it's a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. And now it's starting to change. And I feel like that change is important. But the way they did it, I, I'm, I'm with Tom. I don't really agree with the way they did it. I feel like... Taking it out. Yeah, yeah I it, really, it just I, was awkward. Like, it's a good the idea. Scene, the, um, the revolt. And the, the revolt, did, yeah. yeah. Did I say revolt? The revolt! All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. all right. <laughs> it just, I don't know, it's just kind of weird in, in there. But anyway. Um, anything else? We're good? Yeah. All right, so the second one was the salute, which I thought was kind of funny. For someone that wasn't a fan going into the movie, mm-hmm. he, <laughs> sorry, he was um, saying that she uses her left hand in the book to do the salute, and she uses yeah. her right in the movie, and he was pretty mad about that, <laughs> which I guess his fans were supposed to be um, really, really analyzing these movies, which I think it was fine. I don't know. I mean, honestly, honestly, since we have dissected the book, there are a few yeah. lines that like, they cut out that was like yeah, <sighs> um, really frustrating. But... <laughs> and I don't really know, but like I felt like in the book the salute was more natural because yeah. of course it was in my mind, but right. with the movie I just felt like it was a really aw- not awkward, but I just felt like forced. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't yeah. feel as natural as like it was planned. In my head. Or it like... just when I looked. And saw them doing the salute. I just thought of like the Girl Scout thing, where you yeah, like, put three yeah, fingers up. Yeah, it actually up. is the same thing. Yeah, like but you don't. Except we don't touch our touch our lips. Yeah, so I don't know. It just looked weird in the movie. Yeah, and Tom in this paragraph was saying how um it wasn't obvious what the meaning of the three fingered uh, left hand salute meant, which I thought it was pretty obvious that it had something to do with like like, revolt or, like, defiance and, like, yeah. we wish you the well, best again, looking out for you. It's like you can't really put that, like, describe what it means. But, no, I feel like they could have, like, I mean, Peter saying, like, oh, they gave you the salute. But I do, but... Yeah, I mean, Tom is saying here they could have... He brought up that problem as well, and he's saying that it could have been um, rectified by a five-second flashback of, like, Katniss giving the salute towards the camera after Rue's death or something. Um, but, I, I don't know, like, I... 
I feel like it was fine. I feel like if you, which most of the audience read the books, they know what it means. Yeah, but yeah. they're trying to get away yeah. from that. That's want... that's the thing too, which I kind of liked in the beginning. They had the text describing yeah. like what Star happened. Star Wars ish, right? Yeah. yeah. A long time ago. Yes, I'm sorry. Actually, a long time from now. Yeah, in the in future. The future. Um, yeah. Guys, come on. Right. Um, okay, I'm not gonna. Cut. Okay. Um, so the next one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the kiss in the cave, which I think we're most of us here are I irate about. Nice. Um, I oh know. my god. I was. Hey, look at you. I didn't write this. No, Tom did. Tom did. He said. Tom said. Did you wait? Did you use? Did you just say I rate? Did you come up that by yourself? No. Yeah. Tom, I said I rate, but I didn't write whatever that word is. Egregious. Yeah. Oh, I'm like I rate. Good job, kid. Tom said it created vocab. Come on. The kiss scene in the cave was the most egregious of Ross's cuts. Hey, um, for people that are like me and aren't English nerds, um, what does that mean? That means like frustrating. I'm pretty sure. Oh, frustrating. Okay. I'm frustrating. Okay. Gotcha. I, I don't know. I don't know half the words in AP English. Yeah. <laughs> You're like that guy in the Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this is the one arena. This is the one area where cuts should have been done into a minimum. The kiss in which Katniss first starts to feel that maybe her feelings for Peter are not just all an act should have been conveyed con- conveyed and set apart. It's a very noticeable and significant change in Katniss and Peter's relationship. Again, this could have been easily conveyed by having Katniss and Peter kiss. Katniss pulls away with a look of surprise and yearning. She then leans in again for a kiss that's much deeper, longer, and passionate. This way, the thoughts going through Katniss's head in the book can be shown visually to move to the movie audience with Without some Some voiceover. Right, because they didn't want to do a voiceover. I concur. Does that mean you agree? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. (laughs) Guys, so much vocab. Um, That's actually a really good point. Yeah. I've never thought about that. That he's saying, just to sum that up, because you were kind of monotone there, some people might have zoned out. Um, I, <laughs> I, mean, I was like, what is he saying? Okay. It's okay. You'll get better. You know, you just I'm gotta not, sound like I'm you're not I'm not reading. an actor, guys. I'm sorry. Alright. Well, we'll work on that. Anyways. Um, yeah, so like how Katniss should have like kissed and then been surprised and then gone in for like a deeper one. That's kind of what he was saying. Yeah. Right? Okay, I just wanted to, you know, clarify there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that would have been good. And the whole flashback to Gail, which we talked about a little bit before. I just want to like, that was punch, ridiculous. I just want to punch that. I understand yeah. they're trying to create this like turmoil, but at the same time, it just, it's too, like, ugh. Yeah. Like, you're right in it. the middle of the you ruined it. You yeah. <laughs> you ruined it. Yeah. Right <laughs> in the middle. That's actually middle? Something, right in the middle. No, they could have done it like after, if, we're going by what Tom's saying. She does the case. She comes back for another one. After they're done with the second one, they could have shown Gail. Yeah. Like, uh, anything without, in the middle or of Or, like, Katniss like, looks away, and then you see Gail. So it's like, oh, maybe she's thinking of Gail right now or something. But, like, not right smack in the middle of it. Right when you're, like, enjoying it. Like, their yeah? lips were still touching. I know. It's like, we want more of that, not Gail. So... Get that ape away from us. Yeah. yeah? Okay. All right. Uh... Anyway, so um, the last scene that he um, wants uh, put in, or changed is the ending, and he says, I don't blame book fans for feeling let down by the movie's ending. Someone who didn't read the books and only watches the movie, watch the movie? Yeah? Uh, Easily gets the impression that Katniss was just acting in love, acting in love, and exploiting PETA for her own self-preservation. Those who have read the book know that it's much more complicated than that. It wasn't all fake and acting for Katniss. She really did feel something for PETA. 
She is completely confused what that is and where the acting ended and where the real feeling started. Instead, Ross flubs it with a rushed ending that completely misses these complex feelings and leaves many moviegoers who haven't read the book with an absolute wrong impression of Katniss. Maybe that's why Ross left. Maybe he... He's, he's like, like, I ended it bad. I gotta go and hide. No, well, no, no, did we this already? At, oh. <laughs> I feel no. like... <laughs> I, feel, okay. I feel like he's like Seneca Crane and like they're like hiring him. I think you said that off air, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I feel it's just like he, I don't know. Maybe it's just like he felt, he didn't feel like he did a good job in making the movie. I think he and did then, fine. No, really. but personally, like, maybe he, as a director, you notice those things, like, that you, mm. that you know you couldn't put in the book, but you wish you had. Or he watches maybe it and he's like, oh, just, like, should have changed that and he regrets yeah, so. maybe, I don't think and so. I think it's, I think it could have been that he feels regretful and guilty about it, and that he just, he doesn't feel that he can do that to himself again, um, and create a movie exactly like that. I don't feel like that's how it happened, because from a business aspect, why would you not want to direct The Hungry Games? Yeah. Again? Like, he's bringing in a ton of cash right now. And if Matt, if that's, that. if that's true, wouldn't he want to redeem himself by really kicking it off with the next movie? Yeah, I think he was probably fired. Really? Instead of resigned. Well, not like fired and like, you're fired, but like probably just like, up, let go. Yeah, I think, it's, yeah. I, think, I think they probably sat him down and said... But why, like, why would they want to let him go? Why wouldn't they want him for the second? I mean, Lionsgate. I mean, if they have good ratings, too, and they made a lot of money. Yeah, why... Like, for like four now, weeks, the movie's been number one. I just don't yeah. feel like he would give it up, like, just because he's disappointed. I feel yeah. like you're making There's something him to be this. too... Like, making him out All to right, be too sentimental. I, said. Like, just I mean, no, it's a valid out. point, but I just, I don't feel like he's that sentimental. <laughs> yeah, so then you think that the Lionsgate sat him down and said, well, like, why would they let him go? The profits were good. They made money from it. Plus, now they're going to, like, Maybe whatever, it was Suzanne Collins. Your... Really? Maybe she was, like, Maybe uh, she didn't, like, because um, there was something, I don't know, a couple but, weeks ago, there was nothing out of her commenting on the movie. Yeah. So I wonder if she was disappointed and talked to Lionsgate and they... Yeah. I wonder if that's how Maybe a lot of things. Remember, one of the interviews we had when we were at the Midnight Premiere was interviewed that girl who was friends with Susan Collins' daughter. You remember yes. that? Yes. And she said that Suzanne was actually really happy with the movie. Yeah, yeah but, but she they say they to have to say that. Like, what is she going to say? No, I hated it. Like, you can't yeah, do that. It's, it's your, your own, own production. And, like, we got advice from, like, a 12-year-old girl, so it's like... Yeah. She was there, but still, I don't know. And, she, yeah, I mean, like, she can't say she didn't like her own movie because you're the one who wrote the book so and that you is put money good, into it. Yeah. And she wrote some it. of the script. Yeah. Too. But that's the thing, too. How can she be mad if she wrote some of the script? Exactly. I guess like, the way they portray the script, even, could be different. Directing is different from, like, screenwriting. Yeah. So. And, like, even for the director, now they're risking, I mean, you know, they took a risk, like, who are we going to have for the first film? Now it's like, all right, now we got to do it all over again. What if they screw up? What if they're worse than Gary? Mm-hmm. Like, What's going to happen then? But then yeah. you have to think, like... It's a bigger this, risk. They have a good background. Francis Lawrence has a good background with yes, these he types does. of movies. But he still. has the action movie aspect. He has the love movie aspect. Yeah. So it's and like the he, book to movie aspect. Yeah, exactly. that's true. So it's like... I don't He's got all these aspects. Wasn't this... <laughs> I don't... We all have to look at the movies that Gary Ross has done. But... Like, He's done Seabiscuit. Um, what was that movie called? Uh... Small Town, something like that? Small Smallville? Town? No. Uh, no. The I don't think so. About- so. No, no. It's a movie. It's like a smaller budget movie or whatever, but... Alright. Um, yeah. So, so thanks, Tom, for your... Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so, Try and beat him. Three pages, guys. <laughs> Alright, so... Um, that kind of wraps up the show. Yeah, yeah. just um, plugging a few things here. Um, so if you guys are interested in having your own website, you can check out Squarespace and um, uh, email us at nightlockpodcast.gmail.com to get um, a two-week free trial. So uh, just let us know and we can give you all the information. 
Um, and also, for any other questions, comments, concerns, you know, asking what's up, having a conversation, email us at nightwalkpodcast at gmail.com. So like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash nightwalkpodcast. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, podcast? Remember I said podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Twitter.com slash NightlockPod, P-O-D. And subscribe us on iTunes. You can find all those links on our website, NightlockPodcast.com. So if everyone could visit us on iTunes um, and review us, that would really help our podcast expand and be recognized by others in the Hungry Names community. Also, tell your Hungry Names friends about us so they can enjoy the podcast as well. And, you know, you can talk to them about us. Yep. You know, let's have our podcast catch some fire here. <gasps> oh! You planned that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that was really good. You've been thinking about that for a while. Well, well, I say that all the time. I was like, let's get this show on fire. Like, I don't, <laughs> don't know. Don't? What? I've said that before. No. Definitely. All right. I think it was cute. Be sure to check out our new affiliates, district100.wordpress.com and hungergamesfilm.net for all kinds of Hunger Games trilogy news. Recommendations! So we're going to end the show with book recommendations, which is where we... And the show, we each, obviously, <laughs> each of us recommend a book that the reader of the Hunger Games may enjoy. Um, so we're just AKA doing, books we like, you're going to like. Yeah, um, we're just doing any book now. I yep. don't think we have any specific nah. one. So I'm going to start. I don't know if I've done this one already. but say, um, say your name and what you recommend. I'm Matt, guys. And <laughs> I recommend Looking for Alaska by John Green. Is that the right author? Yeah, yes. yeah of course. Okay, sorry. She's mad. <laughs> I don't know if I've done this one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... Um, I don't think so. I feel like someone else might have. No, I think it was Paper Talents by John Green. Yes. Someone recommended. Right. Um, so or the um, loved this book. It has nothing to do with the Hunger Games. Really? At all. I didn't like it. I couldn't I, finish it. I thought it was really good. What is it about? A lot of people. Um, like well, it. it's about this. It's about this teenager. He's going off to a boarding school. Okay. And um, what country? U.S. U.S. Okay. He's, he's leaving. He's leaving Florida, right? I don't. I told uh, you I didn't uh, finish well, it. <laughs> um, that's at the beginning of the book, Mariah. <laughs> What'd you get? Like two like, pages. <laughs> you can tell how much I liked it. <laughs> and so he's at this boarding school, and he's introduced to these group of friends who are involved in drugs and alcohol. Ooh. And he meets bad and he, stuff, guys. And he meets this girl, who he eventually falls in love with. Oh, spoiler. And the way the way well, like, the way the book is divided, it has like the before section. And the after section. I won't tell you, like, what the before or after okay. section is, but it's, um, it was pretty sad in the after section, but... Okay, but uh, you're giving away so much. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, my suggestion, I'm not going to do the book that I What's thought What's your I was name? Oh, okay. Who are you? All right. <clears throat> my name is Mariah, and I'm suggesting Little Bee by Chris Cleaver. Um, nice. I am almost done with the book right now, and... It's the sort of book where I can't tell you anything about it. Which again, is so <laughs> again, which I know you guys will probably be like, you you know trust why am I going to read it? You just have to trust me. It's a book for all ages, but I will tell you that it is graphic. Okay. Um, well, can you tell us what kind of book. genre it is? So, yes, it okay. is. It's realistic fiction, Okay, I would say. And um, it's the narrator is a woman. And let's see what else I can say. What kind of graphic, it was though? Is it, like, violence? Graphic, or? like, violence. Yes. Okay. Um, so it's not dystopian. I don't think I have any more dystopian books to recommend yeah. all out. Um, so it's realistic fiction, and the way, the reason I'm recommending it is the way that the author, Cleaver, I think that's his name, yeah, Cleaver, 
like, twists the stories, and he, like, lets you know little things about it. Hmm. It's, like, very interesting, and I would recommend that everyone reads it. My mom read it, I read it, I'm pretty sure a thousand other people read it. It was on (laughs) the, it was, like, a number one bestseller in the New York Times, so just go read it. All right. Do it! (laughs) Um, I'm Kira, and I recommend The City of Ember by, who's that by, guys? Janine. Janine. Um, this is for younger kids. Um, I read it, I think, when I was in fifth grade. Um, you know, it's good size font, pretty big, but... Um, <laughs> Got pictures. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it actually does have a map at the beginning, but, you know. Oh, I love when cool. they do that. I know, right? Yeah. I wish the Hunger Games had that. Uh, no? <laughs> um, basically, this book is about a city in the middle of the earth, and it is dystopian, it is in the future and everything. Um... And so this city in the middle of the world um, is trying to, you know, find a way out or, like, you know, uh, why they're down there. And they're trying to discover this. And there's um, two main characters. Um, one is a girl and one's a guy. And so they they're trying to love? figure out this. I'm not telling you. And so there's... <laughs> Shut down. I believe there's, I believe there's four <laughs> books in this series. Um, I've read the first three. And, um, yeah, it's pretty good. So you should check it out. Cool. That's City of Ember. It was a movie. It was a movie. That's true. Um, and it had the girl from Winter's, not Winter's Bones, sorry, um, mm-hmm. Lovely Bones in it. Oh, okay. The main character cool. in that, this yeah. One of this, the uh, City of Ember was just a movie, or was it? Yeah, it was just City of Ember. I don't think any of the other books no. are even being considered. I don't. Oh, this was 2003, this came out. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps it up. Yay. Oh. Yep. Another one done. Woo. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Yay. And, uh, congrats, Mariah, for being our... Official co-host. Yay, yes. Seriously, thank you for dealing with me. I say this like every time, but I'm just so happy people will listen you know, to me. Yeah, we'll have to renew your contract, though. We have to. Yeah, we'll have to look at all that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Everything. Well, we'll see you guys um, beginning of May. So. Oh, oh yeah. Beginning? Oh my gosh. Okay. It's my the end birthday's of April, coming so. up. That's, That's true. Crazy. Yay, and yep. so is yours. Yeah. But at the end of May. But at the end of May. We're not telling you. Maybe we will. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, um, I have to intro it, don't I? So, yeah, let's watch it now. Listen to it now. <laughs> what? Yes, are we? What? what? Right, right, say that, that. that. Wait, 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 I gotta say it again. That was just true. <laughs> Alright, well, why don't we... Uh, that... <laughs> yeah, we're gonna watch it now. Um... <laughs> oh, sorry, I had a clap. You don't need to intro it. No, I can do it. She just, I was talking. Sorry, I was, she was talking. talking she was <laughs> talking. I was trying to copy her as she was trying to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Right, oh my god. <laughs> okay, okay. Katniss Express. No, just, okay. Just take it slow. Okay. It's like, it's, oh this, is, this is, this is. You're not in like a presentation oh for a class. No? It's like, they can't hear as fast as you're talking. Okay. Just like, take it to your breaths and just like, no, this is I your chapter, like... just milk it. Alright. Then. Okay, so we are doing Capital Opera, which is a regular recurring music segment, obviously. Can you believe that? I'm sorry, that was stupid. <laughs> now we're believing things? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like Beavis and Butt. Yeah. That's me. Okay. Please cut that out. No, get it. Really? I want to keep it in the blueberry. Put it in the do you want me to continue? Um, so, were you just reading this part of this, or were you done? I just wanted to say grief. <laughs> okay. Fan fictions. We don't do fan fictions anymore. We still do them. We just 
don't do them every episode. Do you know how long our episodes would be if we did everything? Yeah. All right. Clearly <clears throat> not a producer. Clearly <laughs> not. Sorry. Clearly not an organizer. Um, all right. Carry on, my Boo. friend. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Boo off the stage. <laughs> off the studio. Ah. Ah. How is that studio coming? It's coming. It's coming. So and I can't wait to get my huge post. <gasps> I forgot to show you. What? <laughs> okay, so. And I forgot to do that. Um, my grandma got an official poster from her movie theater. Ooh. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's huge. Oh my god. It's not huge, huge, but it's big. It's but like, it's, yeah, like ones that's a legit. Where is it? Yeah, it's like, it's, well, it was down south and she put it in the RV. They got an RV. Ooh. And then they, they're bringing it up north. But, you know, that cool. Yeah, we didn't make an hour. We didn't make an hour. We were all right. Yeah, but, uh, Matt, you're ruining the ending. Uh, <laughs> you ruined it. Cutting that so. out. Yeah. Come on, Matt. Uh. Wait, we were trying to hit an hour? We were trying to get around an hour. All right. <laughs>